Stuart Lennon. TJ Cosgrove, as I live and breathe. Is that really you? Mm-hmm. It is. It's really me. I promise. Or it's not, and I'm really good at imitating me. Or him. Or someone. <laughs> mm. Mm. How is married life treating you, Mr. Cosgrove? <laughs> married life is great. Married life is much like uh, engaged life, but with less wedding planning, which is uh, really, really pleasant, I must admit. Fantastic. Well, um, uh, uh, listeners won't have seen this, but you sent me through a little sort of first rush of, uh, of a video mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that your videographers did. That was absolutely superb. Oh, our videographer was amazing. Our photographers were amazing. And the stuff that they got on the day... It's brilliant. I, I didn't know I was that photogenic. I knew Meg was that photogenic. I didn't quite know I could pull it off, but uh, gosh darn it, I did. Uh, and it, it came out really well. I, I, we're really, really pleased. So that's the short version I think I sent you. Uh, there is a yeah. lower tales of a, a long version that is in the works. I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure what it, it will contain, uh, presumably more, but I haven't seen any of that yet. The photographers sent us, I think, 30 shots, like a little sampler. Um, they said they normally send 10, uh, but they like this one so much. And we had so many that they sent us 30. So we, we got a good sample. That was basically, we were in the hotel on the Sunday. So we got married on the Saturday. We had the 30 sample pack photos on the, the Sunday. So it was really, really quick. Uh, and they're working on the, the other 2007, 2970 or whatever it might be kicking around uh, currently. Um, so we shall see where they get to with those. But the ones I've seen so far are amazing. Yeah, fantastic. Love it when a plan comes together. I know. So, on with the show. What are you writing with and on, young man? Well, today I'm still writing with my uh, honorary wedding pencil, which is the Single Barrel 106 from Musgrave, which I must admit, smells quite nice, but that's not really its primary appeal. It's just a very nice pencil. Uh, It's got a little end cap, a little metal black end cap. Uh, It came to me in in a pack of two from your good self. Uh, the other one's over there on my special pencil shelf. Uh, but I'm really enjoying writing one. I've not written a bunch. I haven't, I've only sharpened it twice, I think. Um, I don't really want to burn through it very quickly, but it's got a very nice lacquered body and the color of the wood is very, very pleasant. It's kind of like the the whiskey barrel of, you know, pencils. It, it feels really premium. It feels like the, that top shelf whiskey uh, pencil variety. And I like it. It's very, very nice. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the um, General Cedar Point, but, you know, fancied up mm-hmm. and without an eraser. But yeah, that's what I've been writing with. Um, and also the Blackwing number four, which is another one you sent me, which is over here on my desktop pencil organizer. Uh, the imprint is worn off, so I just have PAL four and everything else is gone. <laughs> so Omino and Black wing are all gone so it just says pal large smudge for um but it's nice it's got that kind of grit texture did you feel that when you tried them yeah it's it's supposed to emulate sort of bars dust mm. isn't it? Mm. i like that yeah it's nice i like the ferrule on this it's kind of like a gunmetal ferrule it's quite pleasant looking um yeah and I'm, I'm probably let me see approaching steinbeck the, the black wings are kind of a funky one for steinbeck because do you count it from barrel or do you count it from eraser like which know which one's technically Steinbeck but it's it's dwindling anyway oh well they're, they're there to be used we're both mm-hmm. users so um, absolutely yes I'm a user a pencil user <laughs> um, I'm I'm still using my little lucky dip system and 
Um, and as it happens today, I have been furiously writing. Uh, that means writing a lot, not writing angrily. Um, <laughs> An important distinction. Quite. And I, uh, I sort of rotated through. So um, I started off with a, a Stiedler tradition uh, this morning, uh, which I was whizzing through. Uh, and then I plucked out the Musgrave 320, uh, which again, I tell you, took an inch or two off that as well. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and now I've got a black wing pearl, which, uh, mm. yes, I'd forgotten how much I quite enjoy this pencil. So I, I'm, I'm getting all the pencil actions. That's a good Loving rotation, my pencil yeah. work. Um, the pearl, is it a new imprint or an old imprint out of interest? What's oh, on the barrel? Uh, oh, let's have a look. What have we got here? We've got Palomino with trees. Trees. Okay, so that's new imprint. Yeah, that's the newer with the uh, with the white. Is it the new font as well? Uh, no, I think this would be the older font. That's why you can't really say old and new anymore. Um, <laughs> it's like it's, the the iPhones, which I'm sure we'll get onto later. Where it's like, oh yes, I forgot for the, all of today. I forgot that X means ten, and so it's like, what is an XR, and how does that fit in with an S, and what is an SE, uh, and it, it just it's as convoluted <laughs> as each other. Complicated. Just, just, just be thankful you're not buying MacBooks. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank so, you. What, what MacBook Pro have you got? Oh, I've uh, the late 2017. Oh, that's the dodgy keyboard. Yeah, exactly. And at that point, I, I tend to switch off. <laughs> mm. What about watching? Have you been watching anything decent on the Gogglebox? Uh, on the Gogglebox, mm, sort of. I watched uh, Snowpiercer again. I'm, I'm working my way through the series on the the television. But I did manage to go to the cinema again recently with mm. a friend, which is lovely. Uh, do they still we, have those? They do have those. We booked, I booked online and I booked us with a sort of buffer seat in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for, for safety first, you know, uh, but also the cinema sort of blocks out seats on either side of you and in front of you. So it's kind of like your own little exclusion zone that, that forms on your bicker tickets. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it felt very safe, felt very, it, it, it was empty. I mean, there was about six people, including us in a full the biggest cinema they have in the country kind of thing. Um, sure. And we went to see Tenet. Tenet? Tenet. T-E-N-E-T. Uh, the new um, film from your man who does Batman. I've completely blanked on his name now. I have no clue who you're talking about. He did Inception. Uh, are we talking <sighs> directors here? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I should remember his name. We were talking about him just yesterday. Oh, you know who I'm talking about. If you're listening, you know who I'm talking about. Him. Brilliant. Really, really good film. One of those films that you watch, a little bit like Inception. You watch it and then you go, right, I need to watch that again to figure out what I just watched. And then I need to stop, have a cup of coffee and watch it again to figure out what I watched the first time plus the second time. Just mind-blowing. Layers on layers and layers. Really, really good. Really, really enjoyable. Uh, One of those films that keeps you talking, but definitely not one to, to watch while you're, you know, dual screening with the iPad or something, you need to be focused. You need to be watching what's happening. Um, sure. And the cinematography was was fantastic. There's a lot of effects happening. I don't want to give anything away if you haven't seen it, but it's a film that that plays with physics and plays with time in in interesting ways. And it's one that you can't really not. You have to give it your full attention because otherwise, I think you'll be lost. I mean, I was lost for the first forty five minutes. And I was paying very close attention. And then you kind of need the, the subsequent 45 minutes to make sense of the first. Um, but but good. Very good. Like Inception, that kind of like pushing the boat out. And I think for me, the hallmark of a good film is a film that doesn't pull any punches. Um, so it doesn't think its audience 
you know, doesn't think less of its audience and kind of dumb things down for them. It's not afraid to confuse people. It's not afraid to do something exciting and different, even if that means that some people won't get it. And that's definitely what, what Tenant was like. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. And then uh, <laughs> just this afternoon, I watched Venom because it was recommended to me on Netflix, uh, which is the exact opposite of everything I've just said. It was the most <laughs> lukewarm, thin, pasty excuse for a film that I've seen in a long time. And it wasn't bad. That's the worst part. It wasn't even bad. It was just, it's like gruel. It'll stop you from dying of starvation, but it's no good. I don't know. Uh, who do you call him? Tom Hardy, who's in it, is pretty good because he's a good actor, but he didn't have a lot to work with. Let's put it that way. For sure. I mean, in many ways, that's what, I think Netflix is so good at. Um, it can produce really, really good stuff. I mean, I wouldn't sort of, you know, say that Netflix is terrible, but it isn't. No, but, not at all. Um, it also produces an awful lot of stodge. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, the I, porridge I, of I, movies. I, yeah, or, or the McDonald's, you know. It's, a, it's sort of, <laughs> there, there, are, there are moments in the experience where you go, oh, that's nice. Uh, but you're instantly hungry 10 minutes later. <laughs> There's no, no, yeah, no substance. substance what is it? Mm, exactly. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's a pretty pretty decent mix. Um, yeah. What have I been watching? Uh, well, Umbrella Academy. We finished. Have you finished that? No, I was trying to work out what your acronym in in the show notes. You just wrote UA, mm. and it baffled me. I was like Under Armour. <laughs> what is he? What is he watching? <laughs> I don't know why it didn't come to me. There, there we go. There's a new section. And wearing. Under Armour. Um, <laughs> we have not finished it yet. We're still on the last three or four episodes of the second season. Okay, cool. Um, uh, well, we watched it, uh, and as you might imagine, that it's sort of the end. Without uh, there's no spoilers, but the end sets up season three. Um, as you'd hope, yeah. <laughs> at which point, <laughs> Mrs. L looked across the room and we went, "Huh." <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, the sort of end of, of season two was playing with all of those variables that you and I have discussed multiple times on this. Um, about how, I'm considering putting it into every novel I ever write, I think, is an element of time travel, because you can just yeah. do what the hell you want. Um, <laughs> uh, so we watched the end of that. That was great. Um, I've nearly finished now the For All Mankind, the uh, mm. Apple TV thing, spacey. Alternative pop. history spacey thing. I thought it yep, was great. I really enjoyed that one. Um, yeah, it's it's at the point now where it's, I think it's probably a credit to it. Uh, I've kind of forgotten that it's an alternate history. Yeah. And I, I, find, I find myself, sort of, God, the 60s, they had some issues, didn't they? And then I'm sort of, sort of thinking, oh, hang on. No, this did, didn't actually, oh, 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 I'm, I'm quite confused. Oh, those pesky Russians. <laughs> pesky um, Russians with their moon landings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all of that sort of thing just um, is, as you say, it's intriguing. So that's fun. Mm. Uh, after um, Umbrella Academy, uh, we were looking for something else, this newfound activity that Margaret and I have of watching TV together. Um, I, thought, I thought I would try and find something else. And so I, I took that slightly cowardly step and took something that I knew was really good <laughs> um, <laughs> because I've seen it. Yeah. And, uh, and said, well, why don't we watch one of these and, and see how we get on? And so uh, we're watching season one of Breaking Bad, uh, which 
Uh, have you seen Breaking Bad? I assume, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen all of yeah. it. Oh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty damn good as things yeah. go. Yeah. Won pretty much everything. Um, and uh, yeah, she's hooked. So I'm good. delighted with that. Uh, I don't mind watching it again because I think that Brian Cranston is one of the best actors of his generation. I just think he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last night, it was a bit of light relief after watching uh, For All Mankind. I was feeling a little bit down in the mouth. So I watched the first episode of um, uh, Coach Ted Lasso. Have you seen that one? No. You've you written stared. Did you mean started? Yes. I'm just ah, correcting that now with my noisy, noisy uh, <laughs> uh, keyboard. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I, is, I, he stared at a coach? Did he go to he some stared sort at a coach. football? <laughs> um, coach Ted Lasso. Uh, nope, it's, again, it's, it's Apple TV. Um, it's quite short. I think there are maybe uh, eight, eight episodes in the season, perhaps. I'm not okay. sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they're half hours. It's comedy. Uh, the premise is mind-blowingly simple, uh, and that is that a second-rate amateur american football coach uh who's done okay in his first season in a second division amateur team whatever that might mean um is headhunted to manage a an english premier league football club (laughs) okay this is a comedy culture clash thing then yep it's a very simple premise um and for me at least it turns a couple of things upside down so uh this is an American filmmaker demonstrating a huge amount of self-awareness, of self-deprecating humour, um, mm. all, all of the things that I would think of traditionally as being British. Um, mm-hmm. it's, this, uh, it's a wonderful character. It's a real feel-good thing. Um, and uh, I, I actually, I turned it on because I heard Gruber of the talk show, um, mm-hmm. who's as cynical as I am saying, do you know what? I hate this sort of stuff, but it's great. Um, so <laughs> I thought, right. okay, I better, I better go and watch one. Yeah, I have Apple uh, TV kicking around. I've also remembered it was Christopher Nolan who directed those films. I, I don't know why that came to me while you were talking, but it, it did. But yeah, I have Apple TV on the iPad here. So I think I might have to give that a go. That sounds like a nice, like 30 minute episode, four yeah. hours of content. That's a nice, you know, Absolutely. piecemeal Philippines. Yep, lots of laughs. Some of them you will see coming from about half a mile off. Um, <laughs> but it, it really doesn't matter because it's done so, uh, so yeah. warmly. Uh, very good. You, you'll like that. Hmm. What about listening? Have you been listening to anything? I think you're going to have to carry this section because I haven't really been listening to an awful lot. Um, I don't know why. It's not, not out of deliberation. It's kind of just pff, the way it happened. I haven't even been listening to very much music at all. So basically everything's gone by the wayside because I've been busy in work. And then busy doing bits and pieces. And then just there has been music on, but it was probably Lord Huron. I couldn't tell you what it was. Um, it was just bits and bobs, but there's nothing strange or startling. What about you? Uh, well, my usual sort of diet of podcasts and it's um, August has just finished. So August is when Relay FM and I listen to a lot of their shows uh, release all their extras. Um, for, if August is finished. Man. Yeah. For, for members so um i i'm a member i can't remember what i'm a member of i think i'm a, a general member uh so they fire out a million and one sort of special shows and you get them all regardless of which podcasts you normally mm. listen to you get all of them so i mean listen to those and they're usually quite funny uh, and they were again this year um 
and uh, well, our very own, I say our very own, I feel sort of proprietary, sort of sense of ownership of um, <laughs> of, of Teresa, Teresa Hummel. Um, she was on, as a guest, the Art Supply Posse, mm-hmm. which is Marcus's podcast that we, uh, that's in our Slack, um, because she is doing an art course. And so mm-hmm. they, uh, the, the team wanted to talk to a sort of real live person learning art. Yeah, uh, and and Teresa is, I think, the perfect podcast guest. Um, I'm gonna have to listen uh, to this because uh, it's it's I, lovely I, to speak to people in Slack. I, I just want to hear other people's work too. Yeah, I, I think you'd love it because um, you ask Teresa a question, um, and literally you can go off, make yourself supper, uh, eat supper, come back. She'll still be going. It's just the word. <laughs> she, she said so in herself, herself in Slack that she speaks really quickly, and she does. But it's brilliant. It's so much enthusiasm and excitement, and it's it's transporting. It's wonderful. Uh, hmm. I listened to that this morning, and I was, I was yeah, oh, I'm feeling feeling up. Um, that's the way to live, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to that podcast. Enthusiasm like that uh, makes everything possible. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, <laughs> And then as a counterpoint to that, I listened to uh, Cal Newport. He's been doing a podcast for a while. He's the guy that wrote uh, Digital Minimalism. Yes, uh, yes. And is very much a sort of all social media is evil. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very much at that end of the spectrum. He doesn't think yeah. it's bad for us. He thinks it's lethal. Uh, and so I listened to a few of his episodes. I was interested to sort of see his thoughts. He's done, I think, 20-odd uh, and I only discovered them today. Um, well, it's not 136, but I'll, I'll lie. Well, he's getting there, bless him. <laughs> um, but you know, he, he's a very authoritative chap. He's, uh, he's an academic, uh, credentials up the yin-yang, uh, and he is therefore very categoric. And I always find that quite challenging when, you know, this is right, this is wrong. Yeah. Mm, okay. You're making it sound like that, but it's just your opinion, buddy. Um, but still, it was interesting, I guess. Hmm. Uh, okay. And other than that, I've been listening to some classical music. Uh, I couldn't tell you what exactly, because it's just one of the Apple Music station things, and it just keeps just plays this thing in the background, yeah. Yeah, while well, I've been uh, tapping away on my, my uh, Keychron, my, my little <laughs> mechanical. <laughs> uh, down in the typing pool... Um, yeah. I will be joining you in the, the Click Clack Club uh, very shortly. I have a mechanical keyboard for my other computer, but it was a cheapo DIY job. I've got some exciting buying news. Um, there is a new keyboard arriving at uh, Costco HQ. Oh, well, we shall get to that in its own time. What have you been reading, TJ? I haven't been reading an awful lot, but what I am still reading is the like Fantastic by Terry Pratchett, so I haven't really read an awful lot more i think i've read maybe another chapter or two since we last spoke i took the kindle away with me on our it wasn't a honeymoon it was a mini moon or a couple of nights away mm-hmm. uh, i didn't read it well, not a lie i read it in the lobby once and then i didn't really get another chance um again same as listening i've just been busy and it's not a i've decided to not do these things it's a i've been super busy with stuff and haven't really noticed that i haven't done it until now so I think maybe sure. some more nighttime reading would be useful and pleasant, but uh, as of yet, not a lot of reading. Yeah, I have to say that's my nighttime re- routine now is the last thing I do is read. Yeah. Um, and it, even if only a you know, 
a five-page chapter. Mm. Um, uh, well, I finished Seven Lies, uh, which was the book I was terribly sniffy about last week. Um, it, I, I think I called it Chicklets, or I know I called it Chicklets. And I don't think that's unfair. I think that's largely what it's, what it's intending to be. Um, it's, uh, it's murderous Chicklets, which I suppose removes it a little bit from that, that category. And it was, what can I say? I think it was well written, just wasn't my thing. But Fair enough. I've, I've, I finished it, um, and yeah. so I'm feeling good about that. Uh, and Yeah, that's me. And then uh, The Balkan Route, uh, which is, that's the, the one I read just before I go to sleep. And I'm, I'm in the third act, so I suspect that one may, may be, well, it'll certainly be finished by the time we speak next week. Um, I've been reading The Stoics again. Uh, clearly, mm. I've got the masochistic streak a mile wide. Um, <laughs> Which ones? Uh, it's the collected works of. Um, so it's. Who do I want to say it is? Uh, oh, I don't have my iPad here, believe it or not. It's not Epictetus. Epictetus is kind of the, the father he's, he's of the Stoicism. Man. Yeah, and I then think, you've got Marcus Aurelius. I was going to say, got, I think it's Marcus Aurelius. But. Um, I, it's all the same as my wife would say once you've read one tj you've read them all i mean they're um, all just paraphrasing each other to be fair <laughs> yeah i mean the, obviously there, there's quite a lot to, to stoicism or stoicism as i heard somebody call it today um, okay interesting but uh yeah there, it is well well worn and pretty much every sort of famous life coach of the 20th and 21st century is drawing upon it yeah cribbed yeah yeah um so yeah, that's me for reading. Uh, what about drinking, TJ? T- tell me of drinking something exciting. Uh, well, yes, I suppose I uh, was bought some coffee beans by my brother for my birthday, which is not something I've often had uh, because I've never had a, an ability to grind them, and so it was always I get ground coffee and I'll make me like a French press. And my brother bought me coffee beans, which kind of spurned me on going. Well, I should really have a grinder then, shouldn't it? It was a very stew moment. Well. Oh, okay, well then in that case, I need to go to Amazon, don't I? Uh, and went on and I bought myself a little hand grinder. And so I've had uh, a normal little pod coffee with a little bit of coconut syrup in it this morning. That was kind of a nice start to the day. And then uh, I decided to make myself a freshly ground AeroPress coffee with a little bit of milk. So I've had two mm. of those today. I've just finished one as we were starting to record. Um it's a it's a really nice experience. It's not I've never ground coffee before, so this is kind of the first step, and I'm still dialing in quite literally the uh, the grind size or the grind size. Um, but it's nice. It's the you get all the stuff out, and I've made, made AeroPress a bunch of times, but you kind of you wet the filter and you set it up, and I, I sort of brew that inverted. So I set up the AeroPress, and then I take one scoop of beans and I put that under the grinder and I grind the beans and that's I kind of walk around the house and it's sort of meditative walking around the house grinding coffee beans and I come back and I, I dispense those and measure out and then I set a two minute timer and I pour and then you, you let it bloom it's it's quite a it's a process right it's not throw mm-hmm. the pot in the machine and bash the machine until it dispenses coffee uh, there's a bit more finesse there's a bit more mm, ritual joie de vivre ritual. you know so, something there but um it's good. I'm enjoying it. And the coffee is great. Uh, I'm sure I'm doing something wrong. I'm sure anyone who is a proper, proper coffee aficionado would be going, oh, that's the wrong grind size. Or you're not, you're not letting it bloom nearly enough or whatever. But I'm enjoying it. And the coffee's great. So I, I really don't mind. Uh, so yeah, but that's my fanciest coffee I've made in a while is the freshly ground AeroPress. 
Very good. Uh, uh, you've carried that section entirely. I am drinking water, 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 <laughs> and water. Um, uh, very good, sir. Very good. Well, the house I, water I, or the uh, the finest water? Oh, uh, no, the, the, the blend of everything. Uh, there is house water. Uh, we have um, devastatingly expensive fizzy water. Uh, mm -hmm. moderately priced still water, which yeah. is essentially the house water put in a plastic bottle and charged for. Um, <laughs> uh, and we have the filtered through the fridge uh, version yeah. of the house water. It's very exciting. Um, hmm. yeah, we're, we're having a, I live in a hot country and the hot country is having a heat wave. So ah, we've gone so it's a very from hot, hot to proper hot. Um, <laughs> Which uh, is is a little bit wearing, I have to say. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't move to Cyprus and complain about the heat, but uh, you do. Well, when it when it gets to, the, um, I, I wrote a blog post about this, but I got to the stage on Monday where I could not hydrate. Wow! So, I a round of golf takes around about four hours. Uh, during those four hours, I drank three liters of water, oh, half geez. a liter of coke. Um, I was parched when I came off the golf course still. Yeah. Uh, and it took about 18 hours to get, uh, Jeez. some sort of fluid balance back into my body. That includes you need like taking, isotonic or something. You need something well, with, with salt. I was taking, I was taking salts. Uh, so in the one liter of those three liters included, uh, rehydration tablets. It's Jeez. just, just too hot. It was, um, yeah. uh, it was quite hot on Monday. We're expecting I'm golfing on Saturday again, um, and we're expecting to get an on-course temperature in excess of 45. <laughs> um, so you're the rotisserie chicken, uh, and the course is the grill. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, 45 in freedom units is uh, 115 <laughs> or something. I, I too many. It's three really digits, hard. which means that you can die. It's too much. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, oh. lots and lots of water. Um, I, I may, may next time, next time you get the wind in your cells, I may sneak off to the fridge and grab myself <laughs> a, an alcohol free beer or something, just, just for a change. What about buying? What have you been buying to you? Oh, well, the wind truly in the seals. I have uh, been on a spree. Uh, oh, I've bought, seen the list. <laughs> yeah. I bought quite a lot of stuff. Um, and it, it dovetails nicely with the, the sort of the subject we're talking about in the, in the, the episode this week, but I finally upgraded the monitor in the office. The monitor I had was oh, six or seven years old, maybe more. And it was £90 when I bought it, and it was the cheapest LED I could find. Um, it was 1920 by 1080 so just, just an HD monitor, HDMI, the, literally the most bog-standard um, bank monitor, BenQ monitor you can find. And it was grand. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just not very high-spec. Uh, and I've been using it for ages and I put it on a nice monitor arm and it looks okay on the desk and I've been using it for um, the PC I have in the office and I used it occasionally for the a second screen for the MacBook and that was, that was grand. But it really just it was lacking and I sort of did a little bit of rising and saw a few videos and some people were talking about really nice high quality 4K screens. And I, I use an ultra wide in work and I haven't used that in six months because I haven't been working from home. But I have an ultra wide and work, which is a Dell monitor, and it's huge. Like it's what 36, 39 inch ultra wide. So take a normal monitor and stretch it wide, 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 wide. It fills the desk. It's amazing. Um, but those are very, very expensive. And I could buy one. I mean, that that's possible. But I wasn't sure that it was necessary for home. 
um, for the kind of things I was doing. Uh, and the more I looked into it, I was like, right, I can get a big monitor and you can compromise on price and get a big monitor, like a big wide, ultra wide thing that's 1080, which mm-hmm. seems a bit, or it's, it's the equivalent of 1080, which is a bit, I'm not sure it's the best idea. Um, you kind of go in for form factor over quality. And so in the end, I ended up buying myself a nice uh, sort of mid-range Lenovo 29-inch 4K monitor, um, which is significantly bigger than the previous one. The bezels on it are really, really thin. Uh, it's glorious quality. So I'm running the iPad on it currently, and the iPad's just through HDMI. And if anyone's ever connected an iPad through HDMI, it scales the screen for most things. So it's just the same screen mirrored, but big. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's only you know HDMI, so it's not 4K, I don't think. Or maybe it is. It's hard to tell. But it, it looks nice. It looks clean. And it's good for, for this. I have my show notes on it currently. Uh, but it really shines. I got a display port cable and I plugged it into the, the fancy PC on the floor. And oh, it's beautiful. And it's, it's 4K and it's crisp and it's the nicest image I've ever seen. Uh, and it's adjustable because it's on an arm. And oh, brilliant. Really, really good. Really, really pleased with it. So I have display port wired to the PC and then a floating HDMI um, through the arm. It's all mounted and cabled away. So it's all hidden. Uh, so I can plug it into my iPad, I can plug it into the MacBook, I can plug it in whatever I want and get an HDMI connection there, which will do 4K, but I'm not sure that it is on some devices. That's but that's nice. great. It works really, really nicely. So that's my monitor purchase. Very excited about that. And it is definitely an upgrade that was overdue you know, sort of six, seven years in the previous monitor. And then before that, it was ancient 20-inch Dells that had to specify that they were widescreen because that's how old it, long ago it was when I bought them. Um, so I'm glad I've upgraded and I don't feel like I broke the bank. It was about 200 quid for a nice new monitor, um, which isn't unreasonable compared to, say, Apple prices for monitors. For sure. Um, but then the other one, the exciting one, is the keyboard. Now, I, I am no stranger to keyboards and definitely no stranger to mechanical keyboards, but I've never really invested in them. So the, the mechanical keyboard that most people will have seen, I've, I've two, one is in work and one is here. It's a Magic Touch 68. It's a little cheap mm-hmm. £30 keyboard wired from Amazon. I think it was £35, £40, less, £35, I think. Um, now I have some nice keycaps that I've, I've gotten from old Cherry keyboards over the years. So I have nice keycaps to go on it, which makes them look fancier than they are. Uh, but these are not expensive keyboards. They're not using proper Cherry switches. They're, they're either Kale or Gatoron clones. So they're just mm-hmm. cheap knockoff switches that are you know, very good in themselves. There's nothing wrong with them, but they are a cheap version of a cherry switch. And I've used those for hmm, two, three years now. And I, I, I really enjoy them. I use one on my MacBook all the time. Um, but it's a wired cable. That's fine. It's also a 60%. So it's, it's got no um, numpad and it has a you know, really compressed uh, key set. So it doesn't necessarily have... Uh, F keys and things like that, which is fine if you know the, the keyboard shortcuts, but can get annoying if you don't, or if you just want something. So I was just browsing, and then I was just browsing a bit more, and then I was like, well, that's not too... Was, yeah, we made an investment. And then, you know, all those words started rumbling around. Um, <laughs> and then I ended up buying myself a new keyboard, uh, which will arrive, I think, we're recording on Wednesday. It should arrive by Friday. And it's a Philco convertible uh, Bluetooth keyboard. This is a sort of top of the end. I mean, it's 145 pounds, so it's it's expensive for most keyboards. It's right in the middle of Apple keyboards. But for anyone who's you know, bought a keyboard, it's probably two, three times the price they'd normally pay. 
And I fully understand that. But it's got cherry blue switches. It's a full keyboard. So it has a number pad. It has all the F keys. It has all the you know arrow keys, all the stuff. It's a full, big battle station keyboard, which is what I wanted. And it's Bluetooth. And it's got really, really high quality materials. I was like, okay, this is an investment. This is a 10-year keyboard. This is something that I will keep using. And it's, it's wired or Bluetooth. So it'll work on any device for the next 10 years. Hoping it but and generally people keep them that long you can sort of look at the reviews for them um so i looked on amazon and amazon had a few versions but amazon's strange sometimes that you can find devices really affordably and you can get a good range and then other times it's a bit of a black hole for certain products and you think i can get this (laughs) through a third-party seller from you know ukraine and it's it's going through nine different currency conversions And I'm not entirely sure that I'm getting the keyboard that's pictured or a picture of the keyboard that's pictured. It's just a wee bit dodge. And so I just happened to be looking at different places that supplied it. And I came across the keyboard company, Keyboard Co., uh, which is a UK-based keyboard company that's been in business since the 80s, I think. Uh, And they they sell everything from fancy mechanicals to the the, uh, medicinal, medicinal, the sort of medical grade silicon ones that are antimicrobial and can be sprayed and cleaned and all that stuff so they know their stuff and this mm-hmm. is in no way sponsored and they they don't know anything about this but i had a really good experience uh, and we'll, we'll see whenever the keyboard arrives but i had a really good experience with customer service when i'd, I'd thinking like do i want extra keycaps for this do i want to go fancy do you want to do this and i had a few queries so i placed my order and then i just emailed the the info website email just being like hey this is the thing i'm thinking of is this possible is that smart what do you reckon is there any kind of steer you can give me on this and literally two hours later i got an email back um from it it seems to be the md of the company emailing me back and saying this is what i think i'm not sure you need that yet I i would suggest trying the keyboard first with these i think it's really great and i think you'll like it but then if you decide you want different keycaps we have them we can sort you out we can sort it after and i was like oh okay yeah no that sounds great and it was like it's like that Nero's kind of service where you, you need a, something answered. I'm like, oh, can I ask you about keyboards? What about this? Is this dumb or is this smart? Or what, what should I do here? And someone came back really quickly with honest, friendly advice and was like, here's what I think you should do. I think you'll love this keyboard. I would try it first. Okay, great. Perfect. You know more about it than I do. Uh, I already w- was convinced about this keyboard, but now I'm happy that I've had a good interaction here. So it's just a really, really nice, you know, customer service interaction that you don't often get. And it yeah, did really sure. remind me of Nero's, <clears throat> that kind of, you know, having someone like Claire on hand or you on hand that, that can say, yeah, it's a great pencil. I would try it before you go on to such and such. And then when you've done that, this is your next step or maybe have a look at that one. Mm. Um, I think that's, you know, that's key. It's brilliant. So, so what did you get? The Philco... Majestic Touch, Majestic Touch convertible Bluetooth full keyboard. Yes, it. it uh, I when you said Battle Station, uh, you weren't kidding. <laughs> it's industrial. I think it's almost two kilos in keyboard. If somebody tries to burgle you, pick that up, and batter them with it, <laughs> and it's wireless, so it's it's you know easily totable for <laughs> that such exactly. thing. You know, home defense. You can get a holster. <laughs> Don't tempt me. Um, yeah, I, I'm very excited. It'll arrive this week. I'm very excited to get started. Into it. I watched a lot of videos about things, and, and I, they also sell the Keychron stuff, um, which is great yep. because 
I'd looked at the Keychron website and there was a massive wait uh, and sort of dispatch delay uh, because they're shipping internationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas you can get them in the UK. They have stock of the K2 and the K4, I think. So I was like, ooh, mm. I don't need two keyboards. So I have to decide. But uh, one nearly fell into the basket as well, which would have been a complete waste, but oh, nearly happened. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on the K6 and this would be my first uh, mechanical keyboard since the days when they were the only keyboards, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, indicative of how long I've been doing this. But um, yeah, I I really enjoy it. But the, the K6 is, um, it's, is it 65%? No, it's bigger than that. Yeah. Um, so I've got uh, no number pad and no function keys. So It's yeah, a TKL, it's a TKL, it's a 10 keyless. Basically, okay. Um, it's it, it's great, but as you say, it does feel particularly for someone like me who's not a very accurate typist. Um, it's a little bit cramped, mm. um, which is my way of saying I'm now looking at other <laughs> mechanical keyboards. <laughs> I'm uh, telling you, you can get this one delivered. Uh, I think they're based not that far from uh, Nero's HQ anyway, so you could probably get them. Uh, Shipped to, to drive around to collect it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it's that close, but yeah, you could get it uh, get it sorted out. Let's have a look. Now the K- the K6 is a 65%. There we are. Yeah. Um and uh, it's very nice. It's got lots of flashing lights. I'm not sure I need those. Um but the the feeling is amazing. No. Yeah. What while you're there, have a look at the uh the one that's sitting in my basket at the moment. Um just in Twyford and I are on Slack trying to talk each other out of ordering one of these. Um, <laughs> what is it? The ultimate hacking keyboard.com. Oh, is this the three or four hundred pound one? Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Happy. Yeah. I've looked, I've considered, I actually used one. Someone had one in work and I tried oh, it. Oh, here once. we go. Um, they're nice. Didn't work his for- was, I, I'm not sure his was the most user friendly because he had uh, blanked keycaps. So mm. all the keys are just black. There's there's nothing on them. There's no imprints whatsoever. Sure. Which looks amazing. That's an Instagram keyboard. But from a usability standpoint, less than stellar. <laughs> yeah, you can get them with uh with Windows uh keys, um mm-hmm. with Mac keys, or as you say, with blank keys. But the thing that's really, really, really scary is if you have a look at that site now, you'll see on the picture there are some weird little modules stuck to the bottom of the keyboard. Mm-hmm. So you can get a little rollable, or if you prefer, if you've ever had an IBM computer, you have the little... Uh, the red the, nipple? Yes, the red nipple. You can get one of those. Um and on the left hand, you get that little key module there with three special keys, which you can program oh. to do whatever you want to do. Mm, now you're speaking my language. This is this is dangerous too. No, it I'm is. gonna wait and get my first one, and then we'll see if I'm going to spend more of my hard-earned cash on more keyboards uh, until my wife leaves me. Well, mm. it, it, it's one of those amazing things where just by looking at it, I, I can feel an RSI coming on through my use of the keychron. <laughs> Um, it's just oh oh medical issue yeah, I can't it. use this keyboard yeah, that's uh. it cramping <laughs> across the shoulders um, send me to an early grave teacher 
so I've been looking at that, um, uh, and it comes from Hungary as well, which I, I, I'm connected to Hungary. I like Hungary. Um, <laughs> so that's what I've been not buying. Um, what have I bought today? Actually, all week I've been very abstemious, and then today I don't know what happened. Well, I do know what happened, but I um I just the to hell with it button was pressed somewhere. Um, so my Kindle, which I was sort of resurrecting because um, I'm finding the iPad a bit heavy to read on. Yeah, I think we discussed uh, this, and I think it's probably my fault. Well, it's uh, the Kindle is just not behaving. Um, ah, so I was trying to download sort of my most recent books to it and get it to play, and it wouldn't, and and it froze, and I had to reboot it, and then I had to sort of download everything and re-register it and do all of that and, do, and it's just not playing um i think it's it's given up the ghost tj mm. um so I'll, 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 yeah i mean i've ordered a new one i'll keep did you get the oasis ones. the uh the beastie one or did you just get a, a no one? i just got another paperwork i i sort of had a look at the reviews um and it looks like what you're gaining is is not very much to be honest yeah i'm um, tempted my both my kindles i have two because I bought a replacement one from CEX. Both my Kindles are the one after the keyboard Kindle. So they're very early. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no light on them. They're proper old school. Like the, I think the first keyboard, the first Kindle without a keyboard, basically. And yeah. I have two of them. They're, they're just equally matched. Um, I do really enjoy reading on it. And once they die, I will upgrade to whatever Kindle I can get that doesn't have adverts thrown at me. Um, but I don't need a fancy, fancy one because I've survived for... 10 plus years on the the basic one um so yeah I, I like would be nice everything else is there's, optional there's three three levels now you've got kindle um and then you've got the kindle paperwhite and then you've got the oasis and the the key difference really f- between the kindle and the kindle paperwhite for me at least was waterproofing yeah which is great um, if you have a pool you know that's a good uh, option yeah. well pool and um well, we do get rain here, but probably more of an issue is that uh, I do quite a lot of leaking in this weather. Uh, <laughs> um, just having something waterproof seems seems a sensible precaution. Uh, so I ordered one of those, and naturally I had to have a cover and uh, all the gubbins. Up, upselling nonsense. Yep. Um, <laughs> and what else did I? Oh, ah, pens, pens. I know this is a foreign language to you, but. Uh, I was just browsing. I don't have uh, a Sailor Pro Gear. Um, and you're probably Ditto. thinking, well, you're not a Sailor, <laughs> uh, nor are you a Pro. Why would it matter? Um, they are very well thought of. Um, Mike Hurley and Brad Dowdy barely stop talking about Pro Gears. They're both huge fans. Um, yeah, standing uh, sort of section on the podcast, presumably. Yeah, and Pauline in our Slack, she's a massive Pro Gear fan. Um, and so I sort of finally succumbed and bought one, uh, a white one, in fact. There you go. A white fountain pen is on its way to mm. me. Uh, well, via Claire, so she'll probably hold it hostage for a couple Six of Six to 12 weeks from now, you might get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I say, I'm resisting the ultimate hacking keyboard. <laughs> for now. We'll um, see. And it's, yes, and it's beechwood palm rests and specialized add-ons and uh, <laughs> spe- spec'd up it came to 500 
40 euros, I think, something like that. Oh, that's... Yeah, and it was, it was at the point oh. of, of pressing buy now, and I was like, what on earth am I doing? Buy you a know, computer you know what, for that. You know what you don't need right now? You don't need this information that I'm going to give you. Uh, so <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, look up SA Profile Keycaps by Signature Plastics. SA Profile Keycaps. This is a rabbit hole that you do not need, and I'm I'm so sorry for throwing you down at head first. But by signature, I, signature plastics. It's an American company. I <laughs> spec'd up this keyboard and then spec'd up almost exactly the same amount of money, so hundred plus pounds, on keycaps for the keyboard from uh, SA Profile keycaps from Signature Plastics. They're lovely. They're amazing, and it's that. The keyboards you would have used back when mechanical keyboards were keyboards, um, mm-hmm. these are the same keycaps. These are made on the same machines to the same specifications, but with modern tech. Um, and oh, they're lovely. And the colors you can get them in and the styles you can get them in. And oh, it's dangerous. And I, as a rule, generally don't order from international sites just because I don't like paying customs. I don't like paying imports. If I can avoid it, I will, and if I can find another version locally or, or sort of within the EU, I'll try to. This had me specking up and putting things in a basket on an American site, knowing full well that the Royal Mail will take glee in hammering me with various coloured notices that will charge <laughs> me X number of pounds additionally on top of whatever obscene amount of money I'm going to be paying for this. And I did it, and I didn't buy anything, but I was damn close. <laughs> Yeah, you're like me with the ultimate hacking keyboard. Well, I shall certainly have a look. Uh, yes, I, I'm sorry in advance because these keycaps will fit on your current keyboard uh, and they will fit on any subsequent Cherry-based keyboard you will buy. Uh, so they they are 100% an investment. Uh, oh, they will go up in value. And OEM they are... profile and stuff. And all the, all yeah. Different oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you dive down that rabbit hole later. Um, oh, it's, dear. it's yeah, very, very strong and positive, helpful financial advice I'm giving you here. Uh, invest <laughs> in keycaps. You know, better than Tesla stock at the minute. Uh, well, yes, exactly. Um, but obviously, all of this, uh, you know, investing in our workspace is important. Mm-hmm. It, it all turns into uh, into results in the end. Now, Probably. parish That's notices. What I tell my wife. <laughs> parish notices. You, you've got one here that. Well, may take us into uh, well over the hour for the regulars. I think. It's yeah, I think this is called technical terms. This is a tangent. Mm. Um, so yeah, my parish notice this week is that I dropped my phone down the toilet, and now my fingerprints are gone. Mm. You can see the picture in the show notes, can't you? I can. Yeah. So Stu is seeing a picture of my phone, which is a Samsung S8. Uh, which has a nice fingerprint scanner on the back of it. Uh, and it now says on the screen, the fingerprint sensor is not responding. Try again later. I have tried again later for three days. Uh, the, the fingerprint sensor, rest in peace, I believe is gone. Um, I don't know why. Well, I do know why I dropped it down the toilet, but <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't expect that to be the result. Um, so no. I, I, the, the toilet was clean, uh, as clean as the toilet water can be. Just if you're wondering, um, I just happened to fumble the phone uh, when I was walking into the bathroom to open a window uh, and it hit. I sort of caught it three times. You know, the way you do that thing where you, you drop something a number of times on its on its sort of trajectory towards the floor. 
except it wasn't the floor, it was the toilet. And so it, 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 I caught it three or four times and then it hit the toilet bowl and fell into the water. Now the water- Today's show is brought to you by Coco the Clown. <laughs> now, water is not really that much of a problem, right? There was a little bit of condensation. Uh-huh. It dried out. The phone is waterproof, right? So it's, it's fine. The water is not a big deal. But something happened between it being in my hand and it being in the toilet bowl that the fingerprint sensor is kaput, uh, which is a big part of how I use that phone. I really, that's how I open it. I never swipe and do the wee squiggly line thing or anything. I have to now. Mm-hmm. Um, but this phone I've had for almost three years now. And it's grand. It's worked well, but it's starting to show its age. It's, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting to the stage now where I, I, I recognize that personal devices are not forever and that they will have a life cycle, be that forced upon them by manufacturers or just in general because you, you are hard on them. Uh, but we're coming to the end of this one's tenure mm-hmm. and it's just not performing the way it should be. The battery's a bit ropey now and again. The fingerprint sensor's dead for some unknown reason that no one can be blamed for. Um, the camera on the front has not really been the same since the incident. Uh, the camera <laughs> on the back is, is okay. Uh, but it's now getting to be, you know, it's not even last gen, it's, it's last, last gen. So it's, it's further back. Uh, so it probably will be stopped updated. Like the software will stop being updated next year. So I'm like, uh, eh. and then to, to sort of boot my, my SIM only contract, which was a, I think a 12 month fixed expires in a week or a week and a half. So, I mean, I could change the phone anytime I want, but the actual SIM contract's changing as well. So I'm like, oh, there's a lot of things coming to completion here maybe i should think about a new phone and so because of all this this is a very long-winded way of saying i've been looking at iphones again what a time to be looking at iphones i know and part of me thinks i should wait should i wait well uh call me an apple fanboy if you like but coming this month probably right at the end if i were a gambling man will be the the 12 and that will come in a 5.4 inch screen and a 6.1 inch screen these are all mm-hmm. rumors by the way they're not confirmed yeah i've um, looked at the rumors i've been on mac rumors earlier today okay so that's the mark german rumor uh and the in october again suspected the 12 <laughs> pro will be coming in 6.1 and 6.7. Now that is a lot of phone. Mm. <laughs> 6.7 is huge. Is this um, bigger than the Pro Max then? The current 11 Pro Max? Uh, yeah, yeah. The 6.7 oh, wow. is the biggest iPhone ever. Um, and that's, that's the, you know, the Jumbo Pro one. And I dare say you won't get much change out of 1,500 quid for one of those. Yeah. Um, the 5.4 is actually a little bit smaller than the uh, iPhone should be called 10, but everybody calls it X. <laughs> Confusing? No. Um, which was the first um, sort of of this new generation. That's the one that I've got. Yeah. I've got the iPhone 10. Uh, so that's quite tempting. Um mm. I suppose the, the, the diagnosis here, young man, is what are you going to use it for? So this is something I've had to think about because my immediate reaction was uh, iPad influenced. Yeah, so I that, bought that my was iPad. exactly where I was coming from. Yeah. 
I bought my iPad and I went full spec, everything. Give me the best iPad I can get. The only upgrade I didn't take is I didn't go to one terabyte, but it's 512. And when I got it in 2019, it was the top tier 12.9 inch big boy iPad. Mm. And it's great. And I'm recording on it right now. I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world until I can change it for the next one, which on the thing I'm on, I think is in another year, maybe. I'll swap up to the one with the fancy new lenses and cameras and all that job. Great. Brilliant. But I went into this knowing I'm not going to get an iPad Air. I'm not going to try and get an old gen iPad and make it work. I want to use this as my primary device. I'm going to get the best iPad I can afford. Mm -hmm. So I took that logic and I applied it to phones. And then I cried a little bit inside because phones are way more expensive than iPads. Mm. Um, And I went, okay, well, of course, it's going to be 11 Pro Max. And of course, it's got to be the nice, beautiful midnight green color. Uh, And you know what size? 256 should be fine. That's grand. Put that in. I was like, oh, oof, that's a chunk of change. And it's not impossible. You know, we're, we're in a privileged place. That's not impossible to pay that. But do I want to? Is it worth it? Ooh, I don't know. And so that was my first instinct. And then I thought exactly about what you asked me. I, I came to that conclusion. On my own. What is this for? How do I use my phone right now? How I use my phone right now is 80% a camera, 10% an internet browsing device, and 5% sort of an app machine on the go, and then 5% phone. It's primarily a camera. I I take Mm -hmm. photos, I take video. That's my primary image capture device is my phone. And the S8 works great. When you don't drop it down toilets, it works amazing. Um, And I thought, okay, right. Meg has an iPhone 11 from work. Uh, And I've looked at it and I've had a play with it. I've tried the camera. It's got the two lenses. So it's got the ultra wide and the normal. Mm -hmm. It's it's beautiful. Like it's a really lovely, lovely image. The ultra wide's really cool. It's a nice snappy processor. As far as I can tell, it's it's the same as the Pro Max. It's the same processor as the Pro, but not the same. I could be getting this wrong. Either way, it's a decent, very capable phone, uh, which will be supported with you know iOS 14 and 15 and all that job going forward. So it's it's not a bad option. And so that was like, okay, well, do I need fancy, fancy, fancy? Do I just want a nice camera? And everything else can be grand because even the 11 is better than the S8. So is it that big of a downgrade? It's not really a downgrade at all. It's a lateral move with a better camera. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then I saw the SE 2020. I was like, ooh, maybe, maybe. And then the, it's only got one camera. You don't, you don't buy a, ca- a phone with one camera these days. <laughs> so it's only got one lens. <laughs> and it's a 12 <laughs> megapixel lens. No, 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 no. Stu, it's not got three bubbles in the back or two bubbles <laughs> in the back i'm not interested not there so mm, i sent you a, an image earlier of a spreadsheet that i made on this ipad of <laughs> <You> did. <laughs> it was um 12 different sim uh sort of pay monthly phone contracts from four of the biggest sort of phone suppliers in the uk uh, and i did a an itemized breakdown of costs um, I even went and found the Apple price for, because they'll give you like a zero, eight, 0% APR loan to buy the, the device. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Don't really do those, but it's an interesting concept. What if I get that on a SIM only? I did everything. I went through the whole gambit of every single possible permutation. And what you'll notice if you've ever been on these websites is that they're the way they structure these is deliberately obfuscating the price. So they'll say, you know, six months half price. Uh, brilliant okay but that means that my my deal is not 
57 pounds a month or 67 pounds a month it's half of that for six months and then it goes back up so in my spreadsheet I've, I've accounted for that and then I've calculated okay six months at this price 18 months at this price plus initial upfront payment of this divided by 24 what am I actually paying per month over the course of two years because that's the number I'm interested in I'm, I'm interested at the end of two years how much dough have I dropped on this phone and that is an interesting metric when you compare it across different networks, different deals, different things. But oh, I, this is an episode in itself, but I went down the rabbit hole and, and different providers have like, they'll start throttling your speed or they'll limit you to a certain speed, even though you, you've got unlimited data, but you can't download fast. It's a minefield of complexity mm-hmm. uh, on top of already like, what the heck is an iPhone X? What's an XR? What's an XS? What does this mean? Where am I? Why are the numbers in, in the in the dark? I'm I'm scared. Just hmm. I need to step well, away from the spreadsheets. Yeah, I mean the, th- the it's not a spreadsheet decision because it's an emotion driven. The <laughs> yeah. um, I mean the the iPhone 10 will take awesome photos. It doesn't have the right amount of lenses, um, but you or I, or I suspect anybody is going to struggle to tell the difference between a photo taken with the 11, the 11 Pro, or the yeah. you know, forthcoming 12. That you're getting into some huge detail there. But mm-hmm. as you say, if the primary function of that machine is video and, and camera, um, then it would make sense to buy the best video and camera. So yeah. Shockingly. You, yeah, you would have a look then at, I suppose, what's the incremental difference between the, you know, the different models. But if you're already going, do you know what, I might get the 11 or could I get the 11 Pro or how would I feel about those? If you're making that decision now, then you'd have to wait. I know. Because the, those two machines will be cheaper in a month. And that's my main motivation is that I don't think I'll go for the 12, even if it is amazing. Uh, just because it's that, that it'll be the flagship, right? Mm. It's it's just not the the best. Like I don't need a phone that's blazingly fast. I I don't do no, enough on it. That they're, they're um, all blazingly fast. Yes, that's <laughs> faster than anything that any yeah. software developer has been able to make yet. I don't need the the powerhouse. I need the camera, and I think largely the difference between the eleven and the eleven Pro is one extra lens, which is telephoto, which people say, oh, it's great, it's lovely, but I don't really use it an awful lot. And you can just use the ultra-wide double-cropped and that kind of gets you there. I'm thinking, yeah, most of my photos and videos are not zoomed in at all. I don't really do telephoto. I do, I like recording video. I like taking nice photos. And I think 99% of that can be done on an 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I mean, the, the decision that you'll probably look at, you know, what, What's the difference between, an, as you say, an XS, an 11, um, <laughs> and an 11 Pro? Nothing. Because um, they're, they're still selling the XS, aren't they? And it's, um, yeah. Look, yeah, you can still, still get a 7. You can get an iPhone 7 on, on, a, on a deal, and it's like however much a month, which I'm not sure is the best thing for me, but it may work for someone. But, uh, yeah, it's just one of those decisions that you, you kind of, you fall down the rabbit hole and you, you, you do make... I, I go into too much detail. You're right. I just need to look at what I want and then find one at an affordable price and stop you know, mucking around with, with the tiny details. But this will be my first iPhone since the iPhone 5, yeah. which I had on a contract a long time ago, whenever the iPhone 5 was out. 
Um, and I, I liked that phone. I thought it was great. And the reason I moved away from it was it was just too expensive. Um, mm-hmm. I was still a student at the time and the iPhone 5 was a bit of a splurge for me. Uh, and then by the time I got, it was the iPhone 6, I think then, and the 6S. And I was like, eh, I can't, I'll just go Android. I went Android and got an S5 for pennies compared to it. Mm-hmm. And it worked great. And, and the, Android, the Android phones are great. I just, now that I'm using my iPad a whole lot, I want that iCloud sync. I want the Notes sync. I want the, just the swish. I'm feeling like a bit of swish. Take sure. all the complexity out of it. Just just work nicely. I mean, Samsung keeps trying to throw Bixby at me, which is horrible. It's like Siri, but worse, which is saying something. Um, I just, I don't want to deal with that. I'd like to try an iPhone again. And maybe, maybe I'm coming into this naive and thinking it's going to be lovely and great and I'll be just as disgruntled, but with a different operating system. But, you know, I'm happy to to take that risk. I need a new phone anyway. Sure. I know. I'm prepared prepared to bet that you're um you're going to be surprised in a pleasant way okay um, well i'm sure there'll be a fair amount of gruntling as well but we'll get to that it's content <laughs> oh yes exactly uh so yeah <laughs> choose choose which one you want but you've got to try and find a way of waiting <laughs> uh, i will i mean i can there's no there's no imperative to do it now it's only because i've been thinking about it now that i'm kind of in the mindset but i knew that they were coming out sort of the end of this month, the start of next month. So I wasn't going to make any big decisions until then. Mm. Uh, purely from a, there may be a price drop or there may be a, oh, we need to shift some some stock. So let's do a wee quick deal on this and I can sneak in and get something nice. But yeah. we'll see. And, and the Pro Max is going to be light blue, apparently. Light that's, blue. That's going to be the, you know, the green option in the current line. It's going to become... I do like the midnight green. The, min- the midnight green is not available on the 11. It's like a mint green, which I wouldn't go for. Um, but the midnight, the green, midnight is, green is going. It's it's going to disappear. It's not coming out the new ones. Oh well, it's apparent. Say I love you. I got a case. I got a midnight green case. It's fine. <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. Just don't <laughs> buy it from Apple. No, I want one of the leather ones. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go full uh, sort of fancy boy on this. We'll see. It's it's really weird because I've been thinking about phones myself, um, mm. and. Um, do you know, at the moment, favourite for me would probably be the SE. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, Just downgrade, I, get something simple, cheap and cheerful. Oh, well, I mean, I've got uh, I've got a dumb phone. I'd really like to use that, but it just um, uh, that you can't escape the usefulness of maps yeah. if you're out and about, and you know the ability to to be contacted through various means and stuff. Um, yeah, maps and email, I think, are kind of your big ones. Web browser every now and again. Just, it's a big downgrade to jump from smartphone to totally dumb phone. Yeah, and it, uh, but I, you know, less and less enchanted with the with the big size. Um, I don't yeah. wear many jackets. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to wear. You don't want a laptop. <laughs> you don't want the iPad Mini. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but yeah, I dare say that will change. And I, I've got to say, I'm. This is the longest I've ever held on to an iPhone because the the ten is now what three years old, coming up to four. Oh, okay, so, so we're on the same boat now. There, there what, we go. Yeah, the 10. So the next one would have been the 10S. Then there would have been the 11. Um, and then there would have been the 11. What, what came out of the 11? The, the SE 2020. Oh, that's it. Oh, okay, so this is now three years it's coming up to them. Yeah, that makes hmm. sense. 10, 11, 12. <laughs> it's not complicated. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's 8X11, <laughs> of course. 
naturally. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I've got to say there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it still still works perfectly well. It's still a better camera than I know how to use, if you see what I mean. Yeah. You know, throw another lens in, it's not going to make any difference to me. Throw in a couple more. Um, lens is a go-go. <laughs> yeah, me- megapixels. Are, but, pff, I've got so many megapixels, I don't know what to do with them. Uh, hmm. Well, there's there's at least seven seven episodes in the uh, <laughs> iPhone tribulations of the of the co-hosts of 1857. Right. Hmm. Given that we've been going on for over an hour, um, yeah, I imagine that Dave Tubman's desperate to go to the little boys' room. Um, what are we talking about tonight? Today's topic is uh, one that we came up on the fly earlier today. Uh, back office bedroom. Uh, when I told Megan about this title, she was like, do you not mean back bedroom office? And I was like, no, nah, it doesn't roll as nice. It doesn't sound good. You need- back office bedroom, um, which is grammatically incorrect, but uh, thematically more appropriate. Um, and it, it it kind of brings together a lot of things. It brings together this this idea of homeworking and working from home that a lot of us are doing at the minute. It It ties in nicely with upgrading your setup and how you interact with the technology that you need to do your work, both personal and, and business. And just that that mindset of being at work at home, you know, it's it's a different thing. You're working at home or are you at work at home? There's there's two different mindsets there. And I think it was an interesting conversation we can have because we both work in different ways on different things in very different places. For sure. Um, and it's uh, it's something that's been on my mind because, uh, okay, well, look, the usual, the usual disclaimers here. Uh, there's nothing wrong with any of my kids. I've got far too much. I don't need any more. Let's, let's be 100% clear. <laughs> we should t- um, put that at the start of every single episode of this entire podcast. Is that we don't need any of what we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. It's a dripping, dripping uh, privilege. Um, <laughs> my setup feels temporary to me. Because mm. I've made that sort of, um, I, I guess, emotionally driven decision to be iPad first. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'd put away my external monitor and I'd, I still had the, the laptop running because, as you will know, iOS devices aren't very good at backup. So mm-hmm. I, I had my, my MacBook basically in clamshell mode, hidden away on, on a shelf, just yeah. backing things up and generally growling at the world. Um, <laughs> and then I just kept running into to sort of process problems or, or workflow problems that I just couldn't yeah. quite get around with the iPad. So that disenchanted me. I mean, I think, okay, well, I'm going to get the MacBooks out. <laughs> um, at which point I, I decided, well, I'm not going to use the, the iPad now. There's obviously clearly no logic to my positions at all. Um, but largely because of space. You know, I have in front yeah. of me uh, my my macbook and next to it i have an external monitor because well, it's just a lot easier on old eyes to be honest you look at it yeah on a big screen uh, and then putting an ipad next to it i think i i sent you a photo i think there's probably photos yeah. on my instagram of you've got a sort of big external i've got a 21 inch external then i've got a 15 inch macbook and then i had next to it a sort of 12.9 inch <laughs> ipad so you know, it's like nice goldilocks <laughs> um <laughs> Were you sidecar or were you just using it as another device? Uh, I, I used sidecar for 30 minutes when it came out um, and it didn't work. Uh, I got well, that's nice. In the turned bit. it off. <laughs> I've never looked at it again. Um, but no, I was going to set it up with sidecar until I thought, okay, what am I going to put on it? 
And <laughs> what I was going to do. Real estate, visual <laughs> real estate. <laughs> well, what I was going to do, I think, was put a distraction on it and then doubtless <laughs> complain about the distraction. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much Twitter there. on my screen. I've got a dedicated Twitter screen and it's really annoying. Yes, I'll put Slack there so that I always know what's going on. Yeah. So um, I, I sort of put that to one side and now, um, A, I'm faced with cables, which mm. are anathema to me. I, I've got rid of most of them, I have to be honest, uh, with some sort of clever folding and, and tweaking and tying together. And, um, but for, for this room, given a free hand, I would now have a Mac. Uh, I'd have an iMac sitting here um, with my mechanical keyboard and with you know, the various and sundry peripherals that I want. I'd be very tempted to take a leaf out of the Cosgrove book and get it mounted on a VESA arm. Oh, for an um, iMac as well. That would look lovely. Well, you, in, in, the, in the store, when you, you can order one specifically to go onto a, to a, a VESA. So just, that would look just, good. Just doesn't have a stand. I don't think they give you a just, discount for it. Um, <laughs> they charge yeah, extra. Probably. You don't want a stand? So that's like 600 pounds. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that would be my ideal for the sort of, you know, this yeah. is the nerve center. That's working. And I would get rid of all the clutter and lovely. Um, but if you're, if you're into Apple, then this is a really weird time because they've just updated the iMac to what is probably mm. the last Intel iMac. Yeah, all the silicon's changing. See, do you want a, a threshold actually. Mac or do you want a brand new one? So this is the zenith, if you like, of, of the Intel. So it's got the, yeah. the high speed everything. This new iMac outperforms the iMac Pro of two years ago. Um, it's got everything going for it. You can spec it up to the ceiling. You can have... Uh, what eight terabytes of RAM? I mean, sorry, eight terabytes of storage. Um, you can you can go all SSD. It's all SSD. Sorry, you can have massive amounts of RAM, graphic cards. Blah, blah, blah. You can spec it up to excess of five thousand pounds. Yeah, but it's probably going to be the the smart money saying maybe twelve to eighteen months that the new iMac will come out with uh, with ARM silicon. Or Apple Silicon, they call it now. Um, the the rumors are that they're going to bring out some MacBooks first with the new architecture, and then later will come the desktops. Yeah. So if, if you want to wait, you're sitting around for let's say a year to two years, and at that point you're going to be buying the first generation. Mm. Which mm, exactly? <laughs> Anybody yeah. who's ever used some a sort of goes, dodgy mm. keyboards come to mind. Well, you know whether it be dodgy keyboards or just you know the thermals aren't quite right and the fans are. Yeah. Oh, it's on fire! Yeah, that's a feature. It's supposed to do that. That's that's <laughs> yeah. an inbuilt fireplace for your living room. One time, exactly. <laughs> that that type of thing. So you know, if you if you need a computer, then the smart thing to do probably is to buy that iMac because it will be a perfect yeah. machine for for five years. But uh, it will, in twelve, let's say twelve months, look dated. It will have a massive chin, um, yeah. huge bezels, and you'll be going, "No, I want that thing that looks yeah. like an enormous iPad. That's what I want." <laughs> I know that's the the, the iPad. Oh, sorry, the Apple, the Apple issue. 
any other manufacturer would be like, well, I don't really care what it looks like. It's a computer. It sits on the floor. And you're like, but my iMac is a, is a golden design icon. It needs to be beautiful. I need to free, you know, any other human being would be like, um, it's a box. The box goes on the floor. The cables come out of it and I do my work on it. But <laughs> we've kind of elevated this to art piece over, over computer. And so whenever you don't have the newest, fanciest, most shiny glass one, you're kind of going, oh, I want that one. Yeah, exactly. And because it's, you know, you're likely to be uh, coughing up a lot of cash mm. to make that worthwhile, you, you've got to be looking at a reasonable sort of time that you're going to use this machine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, people somehow manage to sort of make the justification for changing their phones every year. Um, I mean, even I've stopped doing that. But, yeah. A thousand pounds a year. That's fine. It's normal. That's everyone does it. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, with these these iMacs now, you're talking, as I say, by the time you spec it all up, you're going to be, you're not going to get away with less than three, really. Oh, that's... Um, so <laughs> if you want to, want to change that every year, you're like, mm, no, okay. So what about two years? With two years, that's 1,500 a year. Mm, it's no. still a chunk of change. Three it's years, a lot. that's a grand. Well, if I could make it five years, that would work. But that yeah. means three and a half to four years with the old shape. Oh. Oh. unacceptable <laughs> exactly so the, all of that goes think of instagram head. Stuart. you monster yeah. what you, i'm considering gins all over instagram give, giving up social media just so that i don't have to feel the pain um so i i then look at it and i go well actually what's wrong with my current setup yeah okay so my key my, the keyboard on my macbook pro is likely to fail um, because it's that generation of keyboard, but I never ever touch it. Yeah. In, in fact, it's physically quite uncomfortable for me to touch it. Um, I only have the MacBook open because I want to be able to screencast, and so I need the camera to to look at. Yeah. Um, as a processor and you know a lump of memory and graphics card, it's fine. Uh, it does everything that I need it to do. It's not as though I'm a um, a huge user of processing power or memory i'm yeah. not so it's absolutely fine okay my display feels small to me again from a position of wonderful privilege i'm looking at a 21 inch 4d 4k display it's lovely unless you're used to a 27 inch one which yeah. is what i was using on my mac which now lives at nero's hq with claire so I'm thinking, well, maybe I just buy a display. Surely Apple do a display. Oh, no, Apple don't do a display unless you want what they call a reference monitor. <laughs> Which means pound signs, nine well, of them mean, in a row. <laughs> yes, it, it means £5,000 unless you want a stand, in which case it's £6,000. No, tell you what, I got, a, I got a, a good link on a Lenovo. Get you one 50-inch. Just go for it. Just buy a television, 4K television. <laughs> Whack it in, you're done. Never 4K. think about it again. 4K, TJ. 4K. 19K. <laughs> Almost as many Ks as the bill from Apple for buying the monitor if you were going to get it from them. Uh, well, I just opened the page for the Pro Display XDR from Apple, um, where, where they say, believing is seeing. Um, so there you are. It's the first 32-inch Retina 6K display. 6K. Yeah, definitely can tell the difference as well. 100%. Everyone will know 
like when I tried to show Meg Blue Ranch, she was like, it looks like a DVD. And I'm like, it's not. I promise it's not. I spent money on this. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the, the Apple store, okay? So it's uh, the US one. So it's $4,999. <sighs> Unless you want the nano texture glass, in which case. Well, it, you have to. Yeah. It's $5,999. Okay. Yeah, conversion rate will help us a bit here, but it's not much changed from four grand. <laughs> okay, well, hang on. Now, would you like the pro stand? Oh, of course. I'm not going to go with a pleb stand. Well, are you sure? Because it's $999, TJ. Oh. I'll just use a stack of books. It's fine. Well, you, you can put, it, tape you it, can put it on a VESA mount adapter. Okay, oh, okay. Well, that's something, I suppose. Well, that's $200. And oh, that, yes. I did tell you. That, was gonna... <laughs> that, that doesn't get you the, the, um, the mount. The arm. But no, yeah, that, no, no, that's, that's just the clip. That's just the adapter, yeah. Mm. So, uh, well, 6,000 bucks for a monitor. Um, so, yeah, I, I just look at it and I go, mm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. So I'm fascinated by your list because I'm looking at some of the things that you've said I'm going to put into my back office or I have put into my yeah. back office. It wasn't really a back office, was it? It was a back bedroom office. Um to, to make it all work. And I think, oh, you know, if I did just a couple of those things, would that make yeah. me um, think, you know what, I can, I can live where I am. My, my MacBook is from 2017. So yeah, uh, a couple more years out of it. It's going to be a long time since I, until I reach any sort of performance issues, I suspect. Yeah. I think you're probably going to run into software issues of, of um, updates not going on before you run into actual performance issues from the, the hardware itself. Yeah, for, for sure. So, um, what, I mean, what I can run it? down my list. I, I've put a list in our show notes of the stuff that I've been thinking about, and some of them mm. are checked and some of them are pending. So the first change that I made was probably about two years ago, and it's the mouse that I currently use, which is now out of date, but doesn't matter. And it's an MX Master from Logitech. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember buying this uh, before we bought our house, and I was using it um, when we were podcasting. And that's why I remember, I remember speaking to you much like I am now, but I just got this mouse and I probably talked about it on the podcast at the time. Um, and it's, it's a lovely mouse. I have one in work as well. Uh, this is my personal one. It's great. It runs on three different devices on Bluetooth. You can switch between them really easily. It's got, you know, horizontal scroll. It's got a couple of forward and back buttons. It's got a, like a mappable, whatever you want button. It's lovely. It's nice. It's relatively ergonomic. Works great. I think I picked it up on sale for 60 pounds 65 pounds something like that so not not expensive Mm -hmm. um that was my first proper upgrade paid Mm. with my own money wanted something nice i've I've got it's i've got its little brother i've got the um uh mx2 anywhere Mm, yeah yeah and they make great mice great mice great keyboards and i wouldn't change it there is a nice fancy version with different kind of fractal patterns on it and it's a different color and Mine's kind of a bronzy tone. You can get one that's that's white or black and it looks very snazzy, but the actual functionality is unchanged. So it's mm-hmm. not really a worthwhile investment for me. Whenever this one dies, I'll buy a new one. Um, it's kind of just a, it's a workhorse. I use it a lot and I like it and it works great. Um, the next thing that we did here uh, is the desk, which we talked about in a couple episodes. Uh, I built this desk. It's a double desk. It's the right height. It's the right size. It's good spread for two people. Um, and it's sturdy, you know, I can 
sit on it, stand on it. it. It's not going anywhere. I can mount monitors and arms and various bits and bobs to it. It's wood, so I can screw things in on the bottom and do cable management. Great. That, I think, the whole desk, since I built it, maybe cost us 50 quid all in. So it wasn't expensive, but it does look really nice. Um, I added some LED lights down the back, so the room looks like any kind of appropriate you know, 2020 streaming you know, tech person's room. So it's got LED lights. I think they were the, the grand sum of 20 pounds. Um, I got new speakers recently. I talked about those. They're the um, It looks like someone's thrown a mango in the air and chopped the top off it with a sword. Um, <laughs> they're by Creative. They were on offer. They were 17 pounds, princely sum. They sound amazing. They are wired into the PC on the floor. Uh, they're just simple, bog standard, you know, uh, audio jack connection there, there's nothing fancy they're not bluetooth and nothing like that there's no sub with them it's just two desktop speakers and they sound great and they work perfectly for the setup and i, I wouldn't change them because i don't need anything fancier in here i got my monitor talked about that and that was a big upgrade for me uh, but the 4k monitor is a bit more future-proofed it's not straining to look at some like 1920 by 1080 full hd is old that's old tech, you know, it's maybe, I don't know, 10 years now, maybe maybe even longer, maybe less, but it's old and 4K is kind of the bare minimum now for a lot of the, the more modern stuff. And it, you can tell whenever you're using the iPad, the iPad's glorious. And you go back to the screen, that's the scaling just makes it look like you're looking at, you know, four pixels on the screen and that's it. So everything sure. seems a bit smudgy and it just, it wears on you. This was a brilliant upgrade. This monitor, I have a track record with monitors. I bought my first two Dell monitors 15 years ago, I still have them. They still work. They're great. They're ancient. They're VGA only, but they still work and they're still nice. So unless I drop it down the toilet or something, which is a lot harder given the 29 inch scale of it, these this monitor will be with me for many years and I'm happy with that. So the 200 pound investment is written off against probably six or seven years minimum. So that's an investment I'm happy to make. The keyboard... That was a, an extravagance. I have keyboards. I have a mechanical keyboard. I have the Apple little wireless one that's sitting on the desk at the minute. That's for the iPad. I have uh, an Alienware wired one that came with an old desktop sitting on the floor. I have another one in another room that's wireless. I, I Keyboards up to the neck and keyboards. Didn't need this. Really wanted it. Extravagant. Expensive, but well-built. And from reading the reviews... People are talking about, you know, I've had this keyboard for seven years and it's finally worn out. And yeah, I could fix it. Yeah, I could do that. But it's cheaper just to buy a new one. And I've sure. bought a new one. and I'll have it for another seven years. You know, you take a £140 keyboard and you divvy it up over seven years. It's not a bad return. It's not a bad expense. So those are the things I've, I've actually done so far. Um, this office, when we moved in, was the back bedroom. And it was all just furniture that came from other places. It was stuff that we had been given. It was stuff that we gathered from our student years or that we bought in charity shops. And nothing in the room was designed. Nothing in the room was sort of a, for this room. It was whatever had made it out of other places or had fallen by the wayside and we chucked it in here. Um, and that's what I'm slowly upgrading. I'm, I'm slowly building the office that I want and the office that Megan wants from bits. And I'm fine for it to take a while because I want to do it properly. But it is funny when you look at it and you go, it's not right. It's not right, but I don't know what I need to change yet. Yeah, I, it's, I say it's exactly the, um, the sort of query I'm going through is, 
okay, mm. I mean, it's one thing I could do. I could say, right, I'm going to use my MacBook as the, as the, uh, the engine. And I need yeah. a decent display and I need a, a webcam. As you can, obviously, you can buy a separate webcam. I can get a Logitech to very good ones. I think at the moment they're an absolute nightmare to get because yeah, the, C920. the entire world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep, 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 yep. You could also, right, this is another rabbit hole. I'll not go too deeply down it. There's the Logitech webcams. There's the C920, which is kind of the, I have one. Everybody has one. Unless you don't have one, you're desperately trying to buy one. That's kind of the... <laughs> the baseline yeah everyone's trying to buy one and those who have one are hoarding them um it's it's good i don't think it's 4k but it's a good webcam it's great for video conferencing Mm -hmm. they make another one called the brio i think which is 4k and it's about 200 pounds and it's the fancy boy that's Mm -hmm. like a proper fancy webcam but well this is another episode but if you've ever heard of something called OBS, which is open source broadcasting software, mm-hmm. uh, I have a very good line on a man who can set you up with um, streaming from a mirrorless camera. So you could get into like a you know, Sony A5100 connected through a Camlink Elgato through into the OBS. You can stream nice <laughs> 4K. Just saying, have a little bit of experience in these areas and just beautiful yeah. picture. And like if you wanted to become a str- Twitch streamer, we could do that. We could set that up with glorious, amazing 4K quality video that you do not need for anything ever. But my <laughs> goodness, you could spend money and spend time doing it. Yeah. I mean, I, I have sort of flirted with that rabbit hole, looked at it <laughs> and, and looked down and gone, oh, that's deep. That's deep. Uh, so I've got, you know, uh, decent enough sort of DSLR knocking about. I've got yeah, um, yeah. the... the um, uh, I've got the name of it. Begins with G. Um, phone that I bought. Phone <laughs> camera that I bought uh, last year. The G3. It'll come back to me. Lumix. No, Panasonic. It's, it's the it's the little black uh, street photo machine. The GR3. Uh, Is it Ricoh yeah, GR3? Is it Ricoh GR3? Yeah, that sounds probably right. Um. Which is again, it's a wonderful piece of kit uh, in the right hands. If these are not the right hands, um, <laughs> and I could, you know, yeah, it's the Ricoh GL3. I could set stuff up um, with that, but yeah, ultimately, I'm, I'm looking for something reasonably simple. Yes, I need to do conference calls like like everybody. We're all suffering through Zoom calls and stuff, um, but also I need it for the screencasting. It's it's not a huge require it's certainly not worth doing that if as you say if i wanted to twitch stream you know take take on <laughs> take on brad daddy and the twitch streaming stakes then smash um, that like button and uh hit subscribe you know the, do the whole the whole do, thing. do the whole learn the language and everything yeah um <laughs> then then fine but you know, if i got myself a decent webcam uh clearly because I, I live in the apple world i would then need some sort of connection hub the size of canada the amount of things i'm going to be connecting to yes a, a regular dongle festival yeah, absolutely dongle fiesta is back um so dongle con 2021 yeah. so i could do that i could have the little macbook out of the way i could have my big yeah mounted uh uh monitor the floating with monitor a, with a webcam attached and it would you know from my point of view it would feel like a brand new office i'm sure and I'm looking at that thinking, you know, but maybe that's what I need to be doing. Because yeah. the other thing that we'll, we'll go back to your list in a minute, because I know there's some other stuff that I'm really interested in on your list. But 
um, here I am sort of mentally gearing myself up for this working from home that we've all been doing and adapting to. And I, you know, I'm pretty comfortable. I've been working from home for a long time. Yeah. But, uh, I'm on the cusp of going out to work in the field. <laughs> the perfect home setup. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> There's, um, uh, I don't want to go into detail, but in sort of jobby job stuff, I'm, I'm taking on uh, a new role that will start in the next couple of months or something. It depends on various and sundry regulators and authorities and stuff. Uh, and part of that is going to involve uh, COVID depending, going out and being out in the marketplace, meeting people, doing you know, things that we used to do back in the olden days. Yeah. Um, four times, yes. <laughs> And as you say, having just perfected the office and then sort of see it for two hours on a Saturday. <laughs> well, no, you can use the nice webcam to, if you set up a mirror in front of the webcam, you can watch it from anywhere in the world. You can go, that's a lovely desktop that I don't use. I really like that setup. I'm glad <laughs> I perfected it. Uh, yeah, I can remote in to my computer <laughs> with my suddenly more important iPad. Mm. Mm. So here we find the iPad. Its final destination is a, a useful travel device. Well, yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, the little one, anyway. I'm not sure about the big one. That's oh, that's heavy. Thing yeah, you need, need both. You need to have oh. some sort. Of, you need to have them mounted on vase mines flying around your head when you're sitting in an airplane seat. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, indeed. Or, or just fitted to the car. It would, it, <laughs> it would triple, quadruple the value of my car. Um, <laughs> now, on your list, um, mm -hmm. I saw the the first two items. I think I've got the second one. You do. You do. Yeah. So I, I went through the list of items that I have ticked in our show notes and there are four items which I don't have ticked. One is the iPhone 11 and the other is uh, the AirPods to go with it because I was thinking, well, I, for our recordings, at least I'd like to have the wireless earbud and then I can mm -hmm. use my fancy headset. Great. That's not really important. The two things you're talking about are by Rode. One mm -hmm. is the Rode NT USB mini microphone mm -hmm. and the other is the Rode uh, insert whatever name it is, microphone arm. Now you have the microphone arm. You, you ponied up the 60, 70 quid for the nice one. I didn't. This one is 12 pounds and uh, it, it shows every single one of those. Um, it's fine. It works okay. It's a little janky. It's a little bit more DIY in places. and It, it works, but it's not nice. Uh, and, and through work, I was recently doing a few bits and pieces and had the opportunity to, to play around and use and set up the new Rode mic arm and the new Rode NT-USB Mini, mm -hmm. which is a little delightfully pocket-sized microphone. And I, was, I set them both up and I was using them and I was like, oh, that is lovely. It's a, it's a proper metal microphone. It's very small. So I think you use it as well, but I use the Blue Yeti mm -hmm. uh, microphone. Great microphone, works really well. I have absolutely zero complaints whatsoever. Uh, and But in this true sort of 21st century tech thing, I loved this microphone. It was brilliant. It works great until I see something else. And I'm like, it's garbage. Why would I ever use this? I don't want this. <laughs> Put it in the bin. No, thank you. And so I saw this little uh, NT USB mini. So it's the same thing. It's a USB microphone. Uh, it's a little tiny road thing. Um, it's. I'll, I'll put a picture in show notes. You can you can have a look at the link of it. It's not expensive. I think it's sub 100 pounds, which kind of puts it firmly in the, the Blue Yeti, you know, wheelhouse again i think usb microphones have taken a similar spike to 
uh, USB webcams in uh, popularity recently. So you may be troubled trying to find one, although they seem to be in stock on Amazon at the minute. But it's a microphone that, that largely replicates everything I have right now, but is smaller. So the, the arm would be better quality and the microphone would be, you know, of equal quality, but smaller. And that doesn't do all the stuff that the, the, the Blue Yeti does, but it does do what we do very well. So it's a good podcasting mic. It's got good voice pickup. It's it's nice. It's small. It's got a few dials and bits and bobs on it. So it's not complicated. And I, I played with it and I was like, oh, this is really nice. The last thing I need is a new microphone. That was a part of the setup that I perfected and sorted and, and sorted I have it done years ago. But I'm like, hmm, but it's really nice. Really like it. <laughs> I'm nice looking at it. It does. If you put this next to the Yeti, particularly my Yeti is black. Mm-hmm. This Rode uh, USB Mini is black. Yeah, and it it looks like going from one generation of an iPhone to another. It's so, a massive difference. <laughs> so it's like, oh, the road is squared off. It's got squared off edges. It's got exactly the same sort of swivel mount type thing. Yeah, it's it. It looks very much. It, it looks like the same microphone that somebody's got to with a hammer, and they've they've banged all the curves out. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've 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 drawn on a couple of new logos, and there you go. Called it a day. It's it was really the thing that I think surprised me the most is how high quality it was. Now, I've used Rode mics for years. I use all of their mics uh, on my camera gear. I use the sort of their shotgun microphones, I've used their wireless tech, I've used pretty much, if they have it, I've used it. Uh, and their microphones are fantastic. I really, really like them. Uh, and this is one that I hadn't really used. I bought the Yeti because the Yeti was kind of the, the, the market leader at the time. Uh, it's a good, big, chunky, cardioid pattern microphone. Can do all kinds of other gub- gibbons. You know, if you ever listen to the Belfast episode, mm-hmm. which is the only live episode of this podcast where uh, we were live in a hotel room in Belfast, it was recorded on this very same mic, but in the omnidirectional pattern. So we could basically switch it that it gets both sides. So Stu and I across the table can record. That's the only time I've ever used that. The rest of it is, all, is always set on my desk in the cardioid pattern. And that's all it does. Um, so I don't largely need to replicate that. If I was going to replace this mic, I don't need the same thing. This mic just happened to have those features. I didn't need them. Uh, but when, the thing that surprised me was when I pulled out the, the NT Mini, it was just really, really nice, really high quality, very, very heavy for the size of it. Everything's metal. Everything's really well put together. Uh, the dial is nice. The, the actual speaker grill is nice. It just, it looks really well. And then you pair it with the Rode arm, which is largely designed for their microphones. It's really high quality. It's, it's really lovely. It's got the kind of rounded, um, like Toblerone shape base station that everything plugs into. And you put them together and it has these little Velcro cable ties for the cable all down the, the body. And you go, <laughs> oh, this is just... It's the it's... Apple of microphones. Yeah. And it's lovely. And it's done nicely. And I don't need it. This microphone's great. It will be great for the next 20 years, probably. Um, it, it will be working until the USB standards that support it stop working. So that's the, the limitation here. But mm, you can't mm. help but look at other ones and go, well, maybe. That's nice. Yeah, I know. I I went through that a few uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, I was going through the various recommendations uh, from you know people who are podcasting all the time, professional podcasters, um, yeah. who 
you know, get very deep in the audio quality and the yeah. effect that Mike has on their voice. And um, wow, that's there's another rabbit hole that's very, <laughs> very deep. But yeah, that's one that I I'm not sure I will upgrade. It's one of those ones. I mean, current prices, it's probably going to cost about 160 pounds ballpark, 170 quid to do that upgrade for the mic and the stand. Uh, mm-hmm. And that upgrade will bring absolutely no determinable benefit for anyone. The only person who will have any visual cue that it's changed is me. The audio quality will be largely the same. The visual aspect for me will be slightly nicer because it's a slightly higher quality mic on a slightly and, smaller uh, microphone. And we're all about square now. We don't do curves anymore. It's yeah, well, yeah, we've got to follow the, the design cues from... Uh, that's not Johnny Ive anymore, but whoever is at Apple telling us what we like, that's what we need to follow. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I know what you mean, though. It's it, it's the wonder of the modern world, isn't it? You look at these things and go, oh, that looks great. Uh, I mean, I am now, the corner of my eye, I'm looking at a Logitech Brio Ultra mm-hmm. HD Pro Computer Webcam 4K and 1080 streaming camera, widescreen video, two omnidirectional built-in mic for. It looks uh, like a Kinect. It looks like a Microsoft Connect from an Xbox that they've whacked a 4K camera into. And that may well be what it is, but um, I have not seen very many bits and pieces about it, but it, it seems grand. Uh, I'd say that you'd probably be better served getting a cheap uh, HDMI capture device and just using whatever nice camera you have because it'll be better. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I've just seen another one. There's a Logi 4K Pro Magnetic Webcam for pro display xdr so that that monitor mm. we were talking about you can, get a, you can get a webcam <laughs> to go with it uh for 290 us dollars oof yeah that's <laughs> super affordable yeah here am i scrubbing and going eh, maybe about 160 and you're dropping 290 on the clamp to hold the thing to monitor now here's a question what do you use your speakers for so the speakers are not used for the MacBook. They're used for the desktop. So I have a, I have a PC on the floor that I largely just use for gaming, uh, which is hooked up to the monitor. Uh, but the monitor is also hooked up to the iPad and the MacBook. So the speakers are just for music and game audio on the PC. I could plug them into anything, but I, I don't need it really on anything else. The MacBook has got pretty decent speakers built in. Uh, and anything I'd be doing on that is largely just a little bit of music in the background or maybe like a video chat. It doesn't really need to be high quality. Uh, I just wanted them for video games mostly. Oh, right. Okay. So I was going to say I was, um, I play music through, uh, what have I got? Oh, a Sonos in here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have the, the Doofus in the corner that'll play music. It's not very good, but it is omnipresent. And they are everywhere because I stupidly filled my home with them. So I can get it to play music across the house or on different floors of the house. And it, it does sound good. There's a certain amount of like, Enough speakers make it sound good, whereas one would be thin. You you got them in different rooms. Um, but yeah, that's what the upcoming record player system is going to be for. That's going to be the nice quality one. Um, we're still debating. Um, still trying to find what, what speakers I'll be allowed to buy because I know the ones I want. Um, and I know the ones my dad would be excited about me getting because he's going to be like, here's an amp, here's a record player. And he'll be like, these are speakers and we're going to have a good geek out about it. Um, but it all depends on whether my my beautiful wife is happy with me spending that money on on speakers because <laughs> she's she looked at the keyboard and she went okay she looked at the <laughs> monitor and went okay she's not said no 
And I don't think she would say no, but she would give me the look that we all know, that look. And I'll be going, <laughs> she hasn't told me I shouldn't do this, but I know I shouldn't do this. Uh, For sure. And, and yeah. with a shared desk, there's nowhere to hide, is there? <laughs> and, you know, just get the, the look from across, like from four feet away and you go, yeah, I know. I know, sweetheart. It's my fault. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Mm. Oh, dear. The trials and tribulations. And so does all of the, do, does all of this equipment, does this, does this make a, a difference to your productivity? Mm. Yes and no. In a, in a meaningful way, yes. As a realist, I'm saying it's a percentage point. It's not a, a, an order of magnitude, you know. Um, certainly, I enjoy being in this room substantially more than I did because it is equipped to do the things I need to do on a daily basis with ease and simplicity, which is what I want. It's what everybody wants, I think. Um, now, would dropping another four grand on this room make it better? Yes. Objectively, it will be better. Everything would be improved. The experience would be improved. And that would be hard not to see you know, a better monitor, bigger monitor, all this stuff. It'd be hard to say it's not better. Would it improve my work? Mm, I don't know. Maybe a bit. But mm. it would be in that kind of weird area where you're like, he's, he's happier. He, he enjoys his monitor more. I don't know how that translates to better work, but I guess it might. You know, I can work on a laptop, on a sofa. I don't need this room at all, but it does help for focusing on things. It does help for being deliberate about your actions and having a good divide between work and life, and which is even more important now. So there's a lot of reasons for it, but we've said before, we're, we're speaking here from a very privileged position in that you get to make these decisions about fractional improvements rather than it being, I need a screen, any screen. You know, there are people without internet. So working from home is, is not, not just a decision. It's, it's impossible. There's, there's other bigger considerations. And so For me sure. talking about a 0.5% improvement in my subjective experience because of a different light or a different monitor or something, it's meaningless in, in reality, but it does have value to me. Um, and, and there is a certain amount of enjoyment I get out of using a space that is crafted for me by me. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a hard one because as soon as you start trying to make excuses how it's, it's worth it and it's, it's important and it's useful, you very quickly are like, well, but it's all a bunch of nonsense, really. Like, I, I don't really need any of this, but it's just nice to have it. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, interestingly, I suppose that should the sort of working from home continue, which to a certain yeah. extent it's going to, isn't it? Um, employers should be should be buying mm. this. I mean they yeah. should be making allowances and I think you know the more sort of switched on employers have immediately started doing this realizing that uh making sure that their employees are equipped to to work from home yes yeah is uh, is a only fair and b still represents a massive saving for the company in comparison to accommodating them in an office somewhere yeah um, and, and these types of things, I suppose, are going to become more and more desirable. I mean, when you, when you look to rent a property or buy a property, you're, you're going to be including your workspace in your calculation, I think. Yeah. It's and, and it's an interesting one because I, there are ways I could potentially get bits and pieces for my home office through work. Mm. And largely, I've not looked at them. Not because I, I don't think 
I should or that I'm not allowed. But it's mostly just because for someone like me who who enjoys this kind of stuff anyway, that I like having the stuff. And like I said before, a lot of this equipment I have had for years and will continue to usefully use for years to come. You don't get that option if you didn't buy it. If it's if it's a company's monitor or a company's computer or something like that, you leave, things change, you move position, you move job, whatever. You got to give it back. And that that's fine. I mean, that's some for some people that's the perfect scenario. But, you know, I have had a lot of equipment over the years that I have been able to donate, sell, give to people that and that's provided more benefit not only to me but to people I know than it just being company stuff that goes back whenever I'm done with it. Like for instance, my my little brother had two 19-inch monitors. And I at, at one stage, and this is a long time ago, I had uh mega desk. I had the ultimate desktop setup. It looked more like a security guard's office than a, a home desktop. I had two 20-inch monitors in the middle two 19-inch monitors outside of that and a 15-inch laptop that sort of floated around. And this behemoth of a thing was across two IKEA desks in my old bedroom when I lived at home. And it was amazing. I loved it. I used it all the time. Uh, most of it was not helpful, necessary, or useful, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, but those those 19-inch monitors went to Seth and he has had them, I think, for three years. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have to buy them because I was like, I literally don't need these. I got my enjoyment from them. They weren't very expensive. I enjoyed them. I used them. You can have them. I was able to give those off to him. I have another monitor sitting behind me, the little 19-inch LED one that I was using. Uh, I'm going to pair that with a Raspberry Pi, put it on a music stand, and I'm going to set it in the the other room. And Meg's going to use it for sheet music and lyrics and tabs and stuff. I'm going to get a little wireless keyboard. Just make a little portable. I'm going to put it in portrait mode. All it's going to be for is sheet music. You can just hit a button on a keyboard and it'll flick through your sheet music. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's very useful. I can't repurpose tech like that if it's not mine. So for some stuff, I don't mind investing because I know I will use it. Mm-hmm. And I know I will maximize the use over however many years. And once I'm done with it, it'll either be sold or given away or, or given to someone. And that benefit will continue. So I don't mind, especially when I'm able to sort of judge the numbers and, and not spend wild amounts of money on stuff. It's an investment that I'm happy to make from my own funds but yeah it's going to be something that as we go on it's going to become part of the conversation yeah i'm working from home that's brilliant brilliant Uh, so all the money i'm saving you on central london office rent uh, i want my electricity subsidized i want my monitor and equipment delivered to the house blah 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 blah. and that that'll be the same as you know arguing for dental or whatever it might be that'll be part of the discussions as you get your job Uh, yeah but you'll you'll have governments trying to charge you a tax on a benefit in kind because the company pays mm-hmm. for your internet. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to get terribly confusing, I'm sure, but uh, it's, I, it's inevitable. I, I, I believe that yeah. more and more people will be working as we are working now. Yeah. And I think, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it opens up a lot of doors. I think that the, the, the slim number of benefits from this whole thing are things like, okay, it was a big experiment and everyone working from home, largely because we had to. But everyone proved that in most cases it works and it works well and people are happier for it. And I think there's a lot of people making that awkward decision now of like, well, I'm being told to go back to the office and I really don't want to go. And how do you balance that with, I'm able to work from home, I'm able to do more work, more productively, more often, 
and then still get to walk my dog, see my kids, have dinner with my family. You know, the the change is happening. I think it was thought about by people lucky enough to be able to do it before. Mm-hmm. But now everyone's had a taste of the experiment. Everyone's tried it or a lot of people have tried it. And so you, you can't put that back in the box. It's a lot harder to say, no, 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 it doesn't work. Well, it did for six months. It did work. Yeah. So there's no reason why I can't. Sure. <sighs> the times they are a changing, TJ. Mm-hmm. What is it we said? Ill-fated at the start of the year. May you live in interesting times. What <laughs> fools we were. Too may interesting. We, may we just. <laughs> may we live in boring times, please. <laughs> Anytime soon. <laughs> I've been Stu Lennon. And I've been TJ Cosgrove. Remember to make the past, the present, in the future. This was 1857.